Hi, welcome to Got Questions. I'm Parker, friend and right-hand man to Dr. William DePaul. Will is an immunologist and he studies the microbiome since before it was actually called the microbiome, which it means he's been studying the microbiome for about 10 years. He studies the gut and specifically he studies the bacteria that reside in the gut. In addition to running his own lab up at the University of Washington in Seattle, Will is the director of the Center for Microbiome Sciences and Therapeutics, CMIST. So in this last episode on polyunsaturated fatty acids, on polyunsatur polyunsaturated fatty acids, Will and I talk about why this study is relevant to our everyday lives. So what he and Denise Shack, who was the graduate student on this project, what they found is that the omega-6 fatty acids actually worsen inflammation when the system is challenged with a virus or a bacteria. And in this case, the bacteria was Yersinia enterocolitica. So Will and I also talk about immunity and how it's presented in the news and social media. Um, I'm actually just asking my friend and scientist boss how he, what his opinion, what his thoughts are on how immune health is presented and talked about in the news and social media, because it seems to me, and I could be wrong, but it just seems like that word is not often very clear in headlines or in the short articles that I'll read that are meant for, you know, people like me, the general public. Um, so we talk about that and it's kind of a fun discussion, I think. And with that, I give you my friend and boss, Dr. Will DiPaolo. And that, and that story is another day, but that was the one where we, we did compare like uh, the um, high fiber, high fatty, high omega okay. oil diet versus the uh, Western diet. And so we saw that there was like a really interesting immunological um, component that was induced based upon the omegas, uh, omega-3 diet. So that's a different, that's a tale of a different. So maybe story. we could talk about that next time, actually, and, yeah. and as well as um, uh, Joe's project, the diet yeah. um, and salt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the I, salt. Yeah. yeah. So I think like, so basically what, why is this important? Why is this study sort of important um, in the long term of things? I think that a couple of things, studies have found that omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty acids worsen inflammation when you have um, challenged with virus or bacteria. So like if you're eating a high omega-6 diet and then you give yourself a viral infection or you get a bacterial infection, it has been shown that inflammation's worsened. So, and this could explain why it could be making the bacteria or the virus more aggressive and leading to that higher level of inflammation. And then um, we, um, basically um, found that, uh, so the other way that this could be important is like in like sort of meat processing plants and things like that. So like where your meat, meat? meat processing plants okay. or like uh, where your meat may be at more of a room temperature or right. maybe, you know, might be less of a, it's not gonna be at your body temperature, but so it's gonna be, yes. that. so, and, and that what that could mean is that if you have um, exposure to omega-6 and you have your yersinia in that gamish, like in that meat, then it could actually make it more virulent so that it, it could help it survive better so that when it finally gets to you and you ingest it, 
then it's all ready to go. So I think that that's like, I mean, it's a little bit of a reach, but that's like, you know, one way that this could actually affect people is that if you're making this bug better at room temperature, then, you know, yeah. that's, that, that can happen. And it does happen sometimes in the processing process. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I think that, again, the take home message is just that we have to have a balance of omega-6s and omega-3s. And that this is one instance that nobody's really looked at before, but how an omega-6 can affect our immunity to a, a pathogen and how it actually works at the pathogen level to make that pathogen more virulent. Yeah, that's really interesting that you just use that word um, immunity because definitely no one is thinking about that, um, which is interesting because one would be thinking, oh, it's um, good or bad for me. It's making me either healthy or unhealthy. But it's sometimes interesting to me that when I see things um, in the news media or social media, no one, I, I feel like the word immunity um, is important and it's not al always used when it could help to explain things a little bit better that um, that is your immune system, whether it's healthy or not, is something to consider um, when you're eating food. And I think that that's something, or it, it seems that way anyway to me, and I could, maybe I'm wrong, but it it's one of those things that I think that people aren't thinking about. Although though I do think it's um, being talked about a little bit more these days, given the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think, I mean, basically, omega six and omega three, their their hallmark or their footprint is in immunity. So, like these guys, like, I don't think anyone's thinking about that, right? Right, like, right. Scientifically, though, like that's where like we link them to inflammation, and and inflammation is um, inflammation and immunity kind of go hand in hand, right? So, like, right. so um, or I understand that, but I don't know that the greater, the greater. Um, general public necessarily understands that. And I think, I think it's just a small word that isn't always attached to um, certain things when maybe it should start to be thought of um, more often, the word immunity. Yeah, no, I think that's true. And I think, you know, we, so omega-3, for instance, like the good one, the one that you take it with your fish oil, um, that you have found in fish oil. So that's, um, omega-3 fatty acids, so fish oil has a lot of um, um, uh, something that gets broken down to, um, I'm sorry, that has a lot of um, these fatty acids that are known to produce anti-inflammatory. Got it, okay. Like, I'm trying to, my pronunciation's off today with everything, salmon and yeah. um, eicosanoids. And these, um, these uh, this breakdown of omega-3 inhibits inflammatory pathways, like especially in those cells that respond to bacteria and virus. So that's immunity, right? So it's inhibiting the inflammatory response of your immune cells. And that's a good thing sometimes because you need to have, when you have an inflammatory response or you want to create immunity, immunity to something, you have to have inflammation. And then you have to be able to turn inflammation off because if, if inflammation keeps going, then you get um, autoimmune diseases or chronic inflammatory diseases or whatever. So omega-3 originally it's like it's like was first identified as something that as a factor that inhibits those um, anti-inflammatory. So basically, so if you feel that you have an like uncontrolled inflammation, omega-3 fatty acids would be a good thing to take. 
Um, and then uh, whereas the um, inflammation caused by the um, arachidonic acid or the omega-6s, that they actually promote um, inflammation. And, and they, they somehow through the pathways and, and they, they promote um, induction of cytokines and things like that, that are gonna contribute to the inflammatory response. And so- Things that you need, you just don't need them all the time. All the time. Right, right. And so this case immunity gets a little bit fun funky in the case because they're both working on different sides of the immunity, you know? So like one's promoting inflammation and one's inhibiting inflammation, but both you need an immune response. If you think about it is that is both the turning on and recognizing something as foreign, having inflammation, getting rid of it, and then the resolution of that inflammation. That's all immunity, right? And then the recall response two years later when you do the same thing and you invest right. this dirty water and then you, you get diarrhea again. So like your body responds faster because of that recall response or memory response. That's immunity too. So like immunity is this like, again, you get into a gray factor and people want black. We, it'd be fun to actually talk about immunity um, sometime too, just in, and really what is inflammation? Um, yeah. What does that actually mean? I mean, I think that could be a, an episode because I yeah. think that's kind of a, a word that is used often that, um, I mean, until I was in the lab, I didn't really understand exactly what that, I'm like, yeah, inflammation, I got a cut, it's red, I, that's inflamed. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I understood. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, so yeah, no, I think that that's an, an important concept that we can definitely go over. But in, in this case, back to the PUFAs and stuff, it's, yeah. it's here we're showing that, you know, the, we never really tested, we didn't do a lot with omega-3 in the system because we saw omega-3 alone didn't really have much of an effect. But the omega alone had an effect. And then if you paired them both together, then you saw that omega-3 inhibited omega-6. But on its own, we didn't see a response at the bacterial level. Like we didn't see a change in growth. We didn't see a change in adherence or anything like that. So we didn't, I'm sure molecularly, there was probably a change. We just didn't go after it because there was no physiological response unless you paired it, unless you added it with the omega-6 and then we saw the inhibition. So it's nice because we're reproducing other literature that shows that omega-3 does inhibit or antagonize omega-6. Um, but we focus on omega-6 in this context because we did see that um, all these like really cool features of Yersinia that don't really happen, like the, the you know, virulent state at room temperature, the intracellular lifestyle, and the um, enhanced virulence in an animal model. Um, all with the omega-6 treated Yersinia. So it was, and that's the, basically the story. So we kept it kind of small and, and now we're shopping it around to see who will publish it. But um, yeah. that's, <laughs> so far, so not good. <laughs> but we'll see. We, uh, <laughs> no one's buying? No one's buying. No, we've, Somebody, we've, tried, we've yeah. tried one journal and it, it was bounced from that, but we'll, you know, try again. Keep so, going. Yeah. We'll yeah, that's so we'll have to talk about the life cycle of grants and the life cycle. Yes, I do really want to talk about that, but um, yeah. but I do I I'm gonna run because I have yeah. to get the puppy out before I head to um. Yeah. To practice. Um, yeah, so. I mean, summarize it. I mean, I feel like I already summarized it once we don't do it again. But basically, just eat a healthy balance and and just also uh, caution out here to everybody is that even like taking huge amounts of fish oil is probably not the best thing for you. Like anything in extremes is not good. Mod you know, modification. Modification. Wait, just no, moderation. Moderation. Again, it's the speech today. Moderation is the best 
thing with all these things like you don't want to overdo it with omega-6s but you don't want to overdo it with omega-3s it's a balance between the two so i think that could be the take-home message of today it's, it's a balance balance okay. balance i'm gonna go get balanced <laughs> so that wraps up the last part of this episode on polyunsaturated fatty acids 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 keep doing that um Right now, Will and Denise, again, Denise Shack was the graduate student on this project. And actually now Denise is Dr. Shack. Uh, they're writing up the paper for this project and hopefully that will be out sometime next year, 2022. God, I had no idea how long research takes when I first joined Will's lab, but it takes forever. That project was started a few years ago. Anyway, that project, the PUFA project, and the cancer polyp project, um, also we called it the colorectal cancer project, or Melissa's project, Melissa Cordahy's project. That project, PUFAs, and the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease product project, NAFL. Those are the three main projects in DePaulo Lab. We have a new postdoc in the lab, Joe Dempsey, and he is working on gut microbiome and salt. And when that project is further along, we'll do an episode about that. So in our next season, Will and I will get more into things, um, more into gut health. Uh, specifically, we'll do some episodes on all the biotics, probiotics, prebiotics, and symbiotics. So we'll really start to get into nutrition a little bit. And if you've got questions about this project or any of the other projects, or maybe if you've got some questions about probiotics, because there's a lot of information out there and it's all kind of confusing, please drop me a note in the comment section or email me at aparker@medicine.washington.edu or visit our website, yourgutquestions.com and go to the contact, contact page and send me a note that way. See ya.